They never have possession, therefore always trying to tackle to get the ball. Yeah, I maybe guess somewhere so. in between, Scott. Don't worry about it. <laughs> totally what's this thing. Alright, welcome to our latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shusko. Guys, did you dive into the international break this past weekend, or did you detox a little bit from soccer during this last weekend uh, that was the international break? Pretty sure I detoxed. I didn't watch one game, really didn't check scores, really didn't care. My bitterness just seemed to carry me through in my angst and you know just being ready to get ready for this weekend mm, more I mean, that, football yeah yeah you know, yeah absolutely i detoxed that's so the, pretty much that's across the, way, the board yeah that's the way i would say it okay cleansed yeah, well we cleansed a bit from soccer and now we're eager and ready to start again just kind of took like a mental just a mental break. Every once in a while, it's good to take mental break. I think break. once that once the once the Saturday reality of it <laughs> hits you, I yeah, that's true. Good point. Once you get to Saturday and it's like, oh, it's daddy not, doesn't have a Saturday. It's not starting today. Yeah, yeah. Then I think at that point you're just all right. Well, we got other stuff to do. <laughs> I have to find something else to do today. Well, what can we do <laughs> today, everybody? It was even worse. Because where we were, it was raining all day. And so it's like the perfect yes. day to just watch That's soccer true. all day. Yeah. And we didn't have that. There little, was a lack little in frustrating. Life that day. Yeah. There's no question about Sunday it. Sunday was gorgeous. Yeah. Sunday was yep. amazing. Good outside day. Good outside fall day. But man, Saturday the rains came down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, Hurricane. Yeah, seriously. Hurricane Matthew. Well, we are through the international break. All of the matches have been played. The players are hopefully making their way back to their respective clubs, which means that we can start uh, finding out who we should play in the upcoming Premier League yeah. match week. So we're going to start right there and discuss what matches we are going to see coming up in match week eight. Eight already. Already eight. So the weekend's going to start with Chelsea hosting Leicester. And later on in the show, or at the end of the program, we're going to give you our predictions. This is going to be a little bit of a different kind of uh, kind of program. We're going to go through the matches coming up uh, as a preview, just because we don't have a review to do this time around. And we're going to give you the news that we have, as we have it, on injuries and who's good value, who's not good value. We're going to end our show in a little bit of a unique way. We're going to actually make predictions, all three of us, of how we think the ten matches in this match week are going to go down. Because why not? It'll be fun. and Yeah. It might show how much we do or do not know uh, in terms of how match results will Predictions be. Predictions never show someone's ignorance. <laughs> no, <laughs> That's no. the one thing that is good <laughs> about doing that. We know players, but do we know how the matches will go? Sure. That, that's something that we will find out. And, of course, our buy-sell of the week. So let's, uh, let's just take a quick walk through the matches that we're going to see uh, coming up. The, the weekend itself will start with... Chelsea hosting Leicester, which in all honesty probably looked like a better match on paper when the season started than it does now coming off the international break. Speaking of predictions, some of us in here mm-hmm. predicted, yeah, 
other Chelsea and Leicester would kind of be down in the table a little bit. <laughs> Kind of exactly where they are. Interesting. Are you, looking, are you looking for some credit, Dave? I mean, I'm just saying it's like 8 versus 12. Who didn't see that coming? <laughs> just, just saying. No uh, no major injuries on either side here. I know that's one thing you always got to double check coming out of the international break. Dumb international break. Is injuries. And as we go through the games, I'll give a little... Uh, one of us, or maybe me, will we'll throw a little injury blurb in there. Mm-hmm. When I say none, there might be some injuries, but they're not fantasy relevant. So if they don't make the if they don't make uh, my radar, in my opinion, you don't need to worry about them. And they may also not be new. You know, there's a That's lot correct. of injuries that get picked up during international breaks. And for Leicester, I think the only injury anyone cares about anyway is how is Claudio Ranieri doing? How is it like his feelings get hurt? Yeah, or like is like he his actual is, health? Yeah, does he oh. have any pains or is mm. he you know how's everything? Going for him, I think in general, that something that could be a concern to him even on the sideline. I don't, I don't want him to feel bad. Sure. Interesting. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Dilly ding, dilly dong. Yes, that's one hundred percent true. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No one can argue with that. <laughs> not, not a bit. Uh, the ten o'clock matches are very interesting this week. Sometimes you, you know, it's it's quantity over quality when it comes to the 10 a.m. Matches. matches. That's 10 a.m. Eastern time and, here in and the States. And once, once usually when we get going, the Sunday games, because of Champions League and Europa League, tend to have mm-hmm. heavier-weighted teams, t- top-of-the-table teams playing. So, But we've got some very attractive matches this weekend at 10 o'clock. I'll start with the one that's attractive because, in case you didn't notice from our accents, we are American. Arsenal hosting Swansea. Uh, this is the first match with the first club to hire an American manager, Bob Bradley, leading Swansea out at the Emirates. I hope the Gunners kill them 3 now. <laughs> 3? <laughs> Maybe think, 4. I think all of America is hoping that Bob Bradley pulls out a draw. Listen, well, I get it. I get it. Would you be okay with a 3-3 three, three draw? I might have a different rooting interest if they weren't playing my team that I support and love. Sure. But, on the other hand, am I supposed to just root for Bradley because he's American? I mean, or am I supposed to root for him because he's good at what he does? And some would say, well, he's both. And I would say, eh, maybe he's one of those, which I know he's American. I just am not completely sure that he's great at what he does. So, and I know that probably I'm in the minority. Yeah, you are. And I know that maybe I, I will root for him when he's not playing my team. I just don't. It's Swansea, Swansea. How much it? I mean, I guess managers can make a massive difference. Maybe change some things up. Maybe play some different guys. But I mean, it's still the same guys walking out there. I mean, I, I just don't. Maybe maybe he'll unlocks you know Sigurdsson, mm-hmm. Scott. Yeah, that's maybe right. maybe he'll maybe he'll find a way to turn Leroy Fur into the next greatest striker, even though he's never played there in his life. Yeah, I, I mean. Well, I think I know what the issue is. That he's an Arsenal fan and everyone else kind of no. wants Swansea to win? No. <laughs> the problem is he's Team Jurgen. He's not Team Bob. Oh. Did, Bob, no, Bob that's was, fair. Bob was pretty clear that it, you've got to either be on Team Jurgen or Team well, Bob. I've, There's a clear distinction there. It was a so. happy day when he left the USA soccer. <laughs> no, I not, couldn't have been happier. That's not true. Absolutely. For me, it was. I thought he was horrible. Oh. The program was going nowhere. Jurgen comes in. Now while we have all these young players, all these good things happening. See, Brian? 
Yeah, Team that's. Yeah, I think you're right. you. I think you got it. You're right. You nailed it, Scott. <laughs> that's the real issue here. All along, it was about Klinsman, not Bradley. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see uh, what our predictions are in this match. The really big ten o'clock one for everybody that's not American, and for some who are. Man City hosting Everton. I thought you were going to say West Brom and Spurs. West Brom and Spurs, not so no, interesting. No, not, yeah. Two top level, two top half teams though. West Brom's ninth in the table. No, Everton's dropped a little bit down to fifth, but still a big, big match early, playing the league leaders. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Sonia is injured for City. Mm. He got hurt over the international break, uh, so he's going to be out for three or four weeks. Um, company's not ready to come back yet. Looks like maybe next week. Uh, on the 19th, he might be ready to come back. Sterling, Kevin DeBrauma, yeah, and knock. Aguero, yep. I believe, are going to be ready to go. I think City, after their last outing against Spurs, when they took a loss and were sort of embarrassed, I think they're going to be ready to roll uh, with their with their heavy hitters. Interesting. Very good. That'll be good for them. They'll need that. Everton, by the way, Jack Yelka also picked up an injury. I don't know how major it is, but keep an eye on that if he's in your fancy lineups because he is a great value and where he's been playing and the, and the points. He's surprisingly probably scoring more points than you've realized. He is seventh in defender scoring with 28 points at the price of 5.1. So... If that's someone that you've been kind of keeping your eye on, or he's been in your lineups for, excuse me, you need to keep your eye on because he might not be playing this weekend. So keep, you know, that could be a very, that. very important injury. For what it's worth, Sky, Sky Sports is saying that he is expected to be fit in time for the Manchester for the, City. It's a, it's a big game. Everton, but, Everton wants to win this game. Kick them while they're down. That's what they're. I was to say they might feel like they have an opportunity at this point after uh, after the loss. City just uh, received plus coming off the international break. Sometimes weird results can happen. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, I mean, they haven't had much time to train. It's not like they've been training for two weeks. Most of the city's players are internationals. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes, to your point, Scott, coming off the international break, you could see teams that don't have many international players who have spent more time training look stronger at the international break as opposed to teams who send people out all across the world. That's good. Uh, I, I have to be honest with you. You mentioned West Brom and Spurs. We can talk a little bit more about that now. but Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to say about this Woo! one? West Brom, hey, at least they're not suffering from massive injury losses. West Brom, the only team in the Premier League with zero injuries mm. on their... Roster? You're thinking of a word. Hold on. Like Squad. A, like a medical Their list. In a new segment we call What are you thinking of, Dave? <laughs> on their on their training. What word <laughs> is it? <laughs> on their, their as, training. As everyone sheet. in the audience repeats clipboard. the word together. <laughs> <laughs> in their medical, in their physio room, they have zero people in there. In fact, they gave their their trainers. The what was that lady that Chelsea kicked out? The, the Mourinho? Eva Carnero. Eva Carnero. Yeah. Carnero disease. Work that in. Yeah, yeah, work that back in. Sure. Carnero disease. Isn't that, isn't that what, what Hazard had? He had Carnero disease? Yeah, I think, that's what, I think that's what you said that he had. I, I'm not sure he's ever recovered. 
I don't think he has. Oh, man. But, hey, yeah. listen, Spurs could use some of West Brom's training staff. Uh, I mean, they'd love to get Harry Kane back sooner, although... I don't know. They haven't they, missed him. They missed him. They haven't missed him. That's been the. What do you say when you're arguably your best player, your talisman is <laughs> well, it's not the, missed? It's the Aguero thing with City. You could say the same thing about about them. Just plugging Iñacho in and not a it, huge drop off. We got score. we got guys that can. You gave that stat. We got someone that can. Yeah, we got some. We got people that can fill in that scoring gap. This is different though, a little bit in that. For City, you're talking about a like-for-like like, uh, substitution there. Uh, you know, you lose one striker in Aguero, you replace him with another in Iannaccio. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Spurs, it's been different. They haven't, ne- you know, we, we kind of assumed at first when the injury was announced, you know, Harry Kane's out, you know, Janssen's coming in. He's going to, you know, hopefully he'll do fine. But it hasn't been Janssen. It's been Son. Which Son's crazy. been the one Who putting in the goal. It's a little different in that it's coming from a slightly different position, but... Kane's absence means well, Sun's it, gain. It depends what what your league where your league has Sun. Some fantasy leagues have Sun listed as a striker. Yeah. The Premier League fantasy site, which we referenced, has him listed as a midfielder. So more points for goals. Ab- and well, more points for goals and clean sheets. I mean, in my opinion, he is a right now currently a must own. If you know, if you have any brain at all it's a must own uh now this week they're playing Spurs, or they're playing at west brom typically not usually an easy place to play True. but spurs have been playing pretty good delhi ali has been playing better um i'm just saying that's yeah. you scott you love him i'm not a fan Scott, of the man, Scott, but you're why, right. He might be a good player, Scott. Yes. Yeah. Why, why don't you? Why don't you like Delhi Ali? Ah, uh, you know, um, you don't like favorite? his attitude. He's his, your favorite his, head case. His temper. He, <laughs> he wants to win. Case. He wants to fight and win, and in that order. His, That's the problem. He push, wants to do it in that order. Pushes Spurs to victory. Uh, okay, sure. What's yeah. the difference between him I mean, and Lucas? I think, every, I think everybody probably wants that. He's been getting better too, as the whole team rounds into form. He, in particular, has been so is very the good. The last is it, is it the team that's coming around form, and he is fitting into it, or is he bringing the team around? It very well could be that he's finding his he's finding his stride. No, I think the team is. I think I think once they got through that little that rough stretch at the beginning, where which guy is it going to be, Anson or Kane, and they. And they it seemed like they settled a little bit more. Yeah. Well, either way, Spurs have been arguably the hottest team in the league. It will also be interesting to see if they suffer a little bit of a hangover mm. after beating City. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think one of the more interesting matches, not because it's going to be the highest of quality, but because of what it means in the table, is going to be Stoke. Hosting Sunderland, two, the bottom two. Little, I was gonna say two of the worst, but literally the two worst clubs at this point in the Premier League season. It doesn't seem like they would be the two worst, but at this point, with them both being the lowest in the table, kind of tough to argue that. Yeah, against it. I mean, absolutely. And injuries are gonna be key in this one too. You've mentioned some some guys, a couple of a couple of guys at Stoke uh, picking up. Potential injuries. I know Glenn Johnson's dealing with the knee. 
issue and Joe Allen with the hamstring as well. Yeah. Uh, and Joe Allen's a tough one because probably some people were at least, if they haven't already picked him up, some people were probably thinking about picking up Joe Allen because he's so exceptionally cheap. Yeah. Sc- has scored in consecutive weeks, scored for Wales to yep. open their scoring against, uh, who are they playing? Austria? Mm-hmm. I think so. So, but he leaves the Austrian match after 25 minutes or something like that with a hamstring. So he didn't make the squad versus Georgia for Wales. Looks like a doubt. But for a guy who's like $4.8. Yeah. I think that and was who a, kind of been coming. And like we, and like a, a people bit. had said too, Stoke's schedule is not the worst for the next five or six yes, weeks. I agree. Joe Allen looked a really good bargain, but now somebody who, I think it was, I think the Premier League said after after he scored, he was transferred in like twenty thousand times or something like that, wow. which isn't a ton. I mean, com- comparatively to the size of the you know everyone playing, the millions of people that are playing, but still, it was somebody it was that people were yeah, that people were definitely looking like, hey, this guy's. A really good cheap option for like a fifth midfielder to save some money elsewhere, and uh, good luck uh, rushing out and grabbing people right away, right at the international break. Everybody, really good move. It's really smart, smart yeah. managing. There. Yeah, because then no one ever gets hurt. That's you know, it's interesting. One of the first things that made me cringe uh, when I was reading the match report because again, I didn't watch it, and, you know, but uh, the match report for the U.S. Uh, friendly against Cuba was the condition of the pitch in Havana. And that's the one thing you always hear about, you know, with some of these Concacaf uh, uh, nations. When the U.S. goes to play there, the quality of the of the pitch isn't nearly as good not to speak you know which not to speak of the lighting and the stadium security and all the other things that go into it too but the pitch itself obviously that's that's key for the quality of play but also for the player's health and this is all something that every player will have to deal with if they're going and playing in faraway lands i mean you're talking about georgia and i think england played in malta and uh, you know, South know. Korea played in iran yeah exactly and yeah. so like these are is sun okay He's fine. He scored. He scored over the international break. I don't know if he scored against Iran. No, Iran beat South Korea. Interesting. 1-0 mm. on a major uh, holiday Probably at because that point for, for the all Iranians. the South Korean was players quite a, received sounds like a, quite a dramatic, death threats yeah. from Iran. Well, that's, because, the field that that's because one of the midfielders before said that Tehran was like a prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They Not, just wanted to get out of there, man. Yeah, I think they were just. Like, hey, I man, think they were just, just there. To hey, just... that gives Iran a really good shot at making the World Cup. If you can win all your home matches because everyone's ready to get out as quickly <laughs> as possible, you've got a chance at, at qualifying for the something World Cup. Something we'll mention, and something something the Premier League oh, site. Hold on, go ahead. Just to finish that thought. Yeah, if you're the referee of that match. How are you calling that match, Scott? <laughs> Home field advantage has never been so important. Match, how are you calling that? No wonder South Korea couldn't win. Anyway, sorry. What I was going to say is, but you're right. <laughs> what I was going to say is, uh, speaking of Sun, Hyung Ming Sun. Yeah, sure. Uh, that he is one of those players who, it's not nearly as far as some of the South American players are traveling. But South Korea, it's around 6,000 miles hmm. 
that was traveled, uh, he should. I mean, there's no not saying that Son's not going to play a, for Spurs, that's but that's still a long. That's yeah. still a long trip. These and are one of those guys. Beings. They're yeah. in the peak shape of their lives, but these are still human beings. That's that's going to give you some level of fatigue compared to the people compared to Brazil's players who are traveling over ten thousand miles round trip or uh, any of the. I mean, if it's Australian or you know New Zealand players, however I mean, many those are. I, I mean, that's so a long trip. It's always curious to me, though. It is a long trip, but the flights aren't long. I mean, it's a long. Yeah, it could be like a fourteen or fifteen hour flight, and I guess the time change could screw could mess with you a little bit. But mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like they're taking boats. It's not like they're running. 10, they're, not the, they're not they're in not, the cargo not, hold of the ship yeah, whenever sure. like they're, they're flying. flying first class for like 14, 15 hours. They can stand up whenever they want, eat the food. I mean, they're, they're I mean, come on. I mean, let's just. I know. But everyone I always know treats. What you're like, saying. Everyone, I agree. Everyone always treats travel like, oh, I traveled so far. And oh my gosh. I mean, in American sports, they're like, if you're going to fly from East Coast to West Coast for, you know, yeah. Baseball or basketball or whatever, they're like, oh, up the, the travel, it's a long flight. It's a four-hour flight, for God's sakes. <laughs> Big whoop! And a three-hour difference. And you're flying first class! Listen, if you're on the if you're a West Coast team and you're playing on the East Coast and you're playing at, at 1 o'clock, that's 10 o'clock your time. That's early. I get it. That is the only argument, is the time change. Where yeah. you literally could go from to playing, you know, Coutinho and, and Firmino playing in Brazil, um, you know, coming and or, let's say, even further further west in Chile or whatever. Let's say they're playing it, you know, whoever. Whatever. Bottom line Any is... Any two places, really. You could It could be like you're now playing in the middle of the night, as opposed yeah, to... Yeah, that's true. So I, I get that. Anyways, let's... I'm, I'm sinking this ship. Keep this thing moving. All right. Scott. The only other 10 o'clock match we haven't talked about is... Bournemouth Hosting Hall. Anything there of note? you want to talk about? If any of you out there own Harry Arter, attention, Harry Arter owners. All right. Which is what, 0.6%? Yeah, maybe. He, he pulled a groin. He missed both of Ireland's qualifying matches over the break. And what the Cherry's official site says is slight fitness concerns. <laughs> Everyone... That owns Harry Arter, take note. Or the ominous slight fitness concerns. Are we going to mention Crystal Palace West Ham? That is the twelve thirty match. Crystal oh, Palace forgive West Ham in my face. That is going to be very interesting. I think notable, yes. maybe because of who might return. Right, Brian. Who who could that be? Well, not returning, potentially not to the team. Gokhan. He's going to be out to about November nineteenth. If and if they have already talked about what they can do to send him back to Besiktas, mm. they paid the two. It's a two and a half million million pound transfer or a loan fee that has already been paid. They are not going to be able to send him back uh, until they'll probably try to send him back sometime by January. Interesting, Brian. Who I'd say a big, a bit of a flop of a signing. For oh them. yeah, no question. Brian, who is your favorite West Ham player? 
Andy Carroll? No. Is that who we talked about? No. Is that guy that I like? No, you like Aaron Cresswell. Hey, you Andy, have, Andy you have your Carroll. Aaron Cresswell. I love Aaron oh, Cresswell. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Aaron Cresswell. Aaron Cresswell could be back for for this uh, for the first time since injuring his knee. He played 50 minutes during a training match last Thursday, which is a good, yeah, uh, that's good. good thing. Should be back uh, to play for the first time this season against Crystal Palace. That could really give them a boost. They need a boost. And if anyone can give it to them, it's Aaron Cresswell. What about Andy Carroll in a couple weeks, October Andy 22nd? Hammers chairman David Gold saying Andy should be back to face Sunderland October 22nd. Oh. And really exciting. For what it's worth. October 30th. At the end of the month. Andre IU and Sacco looking to be healthy then. Mm. That's starting to sound like a decent West Ham I know. I know. Which, remember all those guys? (laughs) I do. When all those guys are healthy, you could argue that they are a top eight club easily. Interesting. I'm looking at PremierInjuries.com just to cite my source here. And I see Havard Nortveit. Listed here. Okay. Uh, probably Bless going you. to play. Did you, oh, you didn't sneeze? <laughs> but the reason why he's even on their injury list is because of an unspecified surgical procedure. Huh. What do you got on that one, Brian? What is that all about? Unspecified surgical procedure is, that sounds like something that happens to you without your knowing it in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have the, uh, the Douglas... The, did the did the Douglas occur to him? The Douglas from a few weeks ago, the sporting Gijon player who pulled his bottom. That very well could sleeping be, on a bus. That, that could oh be. My gosh. <laughs> yeah, I guess it depends on who's unspecifying. Does here. Norway is it the player or is it or is it the team? <laughs> Does he Norway don't wear take buses or he doesn't want people to know? That's the two <laughs> two options. What's funny is when you say something is an unspecified surgical procedure, we all think of the same body part immediately. Sure. Because it's just embarrassing to talk about. Yeah, and, and so it just makes you wonder. Yeah. Uh, for Palace, one notable injury, although I doubt it has much fantasy relevance, he barely made the radar, was one Loic Remy. Mm. November 5th, he is out until then. Mm. Are you talking about the groin? The groin area? Scott. You're talking about the groin area? I think area? it's better if we don't talk about the, the specifics. I think we just need to leave it to people's <laughs> well, imagination. I'm just asking if that's the natural place that you I think was of. thinking that general area, yes. Sure. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess I was just thinking it's like a ankle or a knee or something. <laughs> mm. That's the first thing you think of when you hear about an unspecified sur- surgical procedure is someone's ankle. Or ear hole? Ear hole. Well, maybe. Yeah, I could see that one. Sunday matches. Okay, Sunday matches. <laughs> Middlesbrough will start the day hosting Watford. Sexy, sexy Watford. Can we trade at least one of the Sunday matches for one of the Saturday matches? I agree. Can Some somebody Sundays put in an email to the... Somebody, the... somebody contact somebody that you know at at the Premier League Office. offices and ask for a switch. Please. I don't think you guys understand, though. Like, I I have high hopes for this particular match. Okay. Middlesbrough has shown flares of fun during the season, and Watford is a blast to watch right now. Well, we talked about that last week. Watford is, Correct. is very 
fun. They're playing a fun style of football. I'm going to tip my hand here a little bit towards my buy-sell at the end of the show. Uh-oh. But I'm looking at someone from this match, potentially a striker from one of these two clubs, uh, as my free transfer this week. Not Negredo. Not Dini. <gasps> not Agallo. Okay. Oh man, I'm not. It'll be. It'll take a lot for me to pick up Odia Nagalo again. One injury of note: uh, Daryl Yanmot is out for Watford until October 29th. Mm. Not really. He probably didn't make many people's radars, but he just barely got mentioned today. We were talking a lot about Isaac's success in our last show last week. He picked up a little bit of a knock, but he's going to be ready to go. You think so? Mm-hmm. Well, no issues there. So no if anyone wants there. to take a flyer on him. Not the only I'm question will be is, is has he supplanted Igalo, and or like I don't know who's starting. Obviously, you know Dini's starting. I, I but yeah, I just don't no know doubt. if success is playing there. Man, he might get a slight nod, hmm. just depending however you set up your team. Um, Middlesbrough from uh, you can go straight to their own uh, official site and find out that um. They are the current leaders of the league in challenges. 173 tackles. This is they are they are tackling tackling machine. Yeah. Either that, so that that lends itself to one of two things: either they're just really excellent and solid defensively tackling, and or they never have possession, therefore always trying to tackle to get the ball back. Yeah, I maybe guess somewhere so. in between, Scott. Don't worry about it. <laughs> totally wasn't listening. <laughs> all I'm you know, not, I don't listen to this podcast. Uh, I mean, when we're even talking and listening, I mean, it's all whatever. Who cares? <laughs> who really cares? They're they're not good defensively. I mean, let's be honest. They are man. constantly tackling because we, they are constantly. Desperate to get the ball. We probably shouldn't even be discussing Middlesbrough Watford. Yeah, I mean, let's. Does anyone really even care about this? I mean, Scott obviously didn't. So maybe we should just continue. <laughs> it's that he. Fe- I- it's that he feigned care. <laughs> no, no, it, this <laughs> is. Holy no, God. This is. Uh, I'm literally as we're sitting here. As we're sitting here, I'm 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 seeing the story that was I guess published yesterday. Yeah. About how uh, both Victor Moses and Isaac Success facing some trouble from their the Nigerian Federation. Oh. Nigerian FA. Um, being accused of refusing to honor their call up to the uh, Nigerian squad. Interesting. And uh, for for success specifically, and I'm quoting ESPN here, they said that he he, he refused on the basis of, of the medical issue that we've been talking about. But it says, despite the medical report from his club, officials say he refused to come when he was asked to buy his own ticket and get a refund while in Nigeria. So he was going to have to pay up front and then get refunded after the fact, and he was refusing on the basis of having to do that. He said, nah. He said, no. You're not going to refund me. You're going to tell me that I shouldn't go there. Hey, you know who did play for his first uh, game, international game, was Alex Awobi from Arsenal. Played his first game for Nigeria. Maybe because Victor Moses wasn't there. Maybe. He scored it as well. (laughs) Very good. So I apologize, but that was interesting. Could impact his ability to play this this coming weekend. You never know. The other match on Sunday. The uh, the 11 o'clock match, Eastern American time, Southampton hosting Burnley. 
Will Burnley park the bus on uh, Charlie Austin, Shane Long, Probably. and all the rest? I would, ima- I would imagine. I would so. imagine so. They wouldn't be. They're not going to be able to get away with it as easily because of Austin. I mean, Arsenal didn't have a, a aerial threat, but Southampton's been been playing well. In fact, uh, I think Southampton might get out the paddle and spank Burnley this game. Wow. I mentioned Shane Long, but they uh, they're saying that he may not be available for this match. Nor nor Ryan Bertrand, mm-hmm. who, who which he picked up. A little slight knock as yeah. well. I don't know. The only thing worth mentioning for Burnley is Tom Heaton. I was going to ask, who's who's Burnley's backup? I believe his last name is Pope. I don't okay. know his first name. Right. But he's 4.0. I mean, he literally is as low a cost as you can be. So, you know, Tom Heaton's been the league. He's a top-scoring goalkeeper, right? I mean, we've talked about this. Correct. And... Because he's having to make about 30 saves a game, it seems like. Mm-hmm. I don't know how good his backup is, but it looks like his backup will probably be playing... Paul Robinson. Paul Robinson? According to the Mirror, Keaton's injury has been described as minor. Minor. <laughs> it's, so on the, on the list of major and minor... you still have it as a question mark. A lot of people could be playing Heaton, so this is it, this yes. is truly an injury yes. to it keep an eye on. It is definitely something that could could impact uh, some teams. So, and again, the tough part about this is this is a Sunday afternoon game. You're not you're going to be you know scrambling probably Saturday morning to try to figure out. You might not be able to. So, if it's going to be he's, a risk, he's eight percent, eight point eight percent owned. So that's a decent that's a decent amount for, sure. for a keeper. Sure, yeah. But that's definitely somebody that After those injuries out. though, I don't I'm not sure there's anything else worth mentioning in this game. Can only just, that only that Dusan Tadic is on a tear. He is. He scored He's on an absolute tear. Yeah. Which I liked him a lot in the beginning of the year. The year started slowly for Southampton. They've been picking up some steam recently. Tadic could very well be a good buy. Hmm. Very good. Just briefly, it seems to me that England has goalkeeper issues. I mean, for, I know that uh, I know that Butland's hurt too for Stoke, but for Burn for Heaton to be hurt and for Jordan Pickford to have to be called up to take his place. What, but what's Forster doing? Why Why is Forster not getting a nod? I don't know. Right? Maybe he's too tall. <laughs> he's, he's too good. He's too good. Yeah, he's a giant. Like we got to find someone who's just crappier. To yeah, very interesting. Uh, and then the final match, which is the biggest one of all, Liverpool hosting Manchester United. Oh, the biggest one of all. Oh, yeah. Just because Liverpool's in it, Brian. How do you feel about that? No, it's because the it's... the biggest one of all. It's Liverpool and United. Annoying. Yeah. I mean, I thought the biggest one was um, Arsenal Brom. and Swipe. Yeah, thank you. I Arsenal mean, West Brom. Sure. Uh, uh, Stoke and Southampton. Did I say Stokes on that No, I thought it was Southampton. Hey, Chelsea Leicester. A few injuries picked up. For Liverpool over this well, what else is international new? break. What else is new? Although I don't think it worries you much because you feel like we're the deepest we've ever been. But yeah, that's Lallana, true. He said with a hint of mockery. Yeah, I mean that's no, true. Yeah. No, I was it's mocking true. slightly. Um, it's no, true though. I have Lalana in my fantasy lineups. Okay, I'm trying to figure out what to do with him. What should I do with him, Scott? 
I mean, the report when he was first hurt going into the international break was that the break would probably be enough for him to recover and be okay. Uh, and so uh, at this point, until the, te- you know, the team gets back together for full training leading up to this Monday's match, that's sort of the, uh, that's, that's, that's the news that I would go off of. Um, it's going to be interesting, though, because now Wijnaldum is also hurt, uh, pulling a hamstring on uh on his international break so that's gonna it's gonna stress the midfield a little bit when can easily you can get a like for like replacement with emery chan that, that's not that big of a deal lalana might be a little different that might, he might be a little bit harder to replace if that's necessary and he is someone who is in a lot of fantasy lineups much more so than when so from a fantasy perspective he's going to be he's going to be a very, and it, it's the kind of thing that uh as the premier league noted just as talking about players traveling for Coutinho and Firmino, mm-hmm. Coutinho sat out the last international break match in week four. Uh, after that, after his break, just assuming that that was just rest and uh, not wanting to put a ton of stress on him. And either way, it might force him into the lineup, no matter what. Yeah, that's right. That's a good point. What are we to think about? Uh, is Daniel Sturridge playing? What's going on with that? Yeah, we need to keep. That's that you might as well just lead with that. Hey Scott, what's going on with Daniel, Daniel Sturridge? Sturridge? What gives? Given what we're talking about in the midfield, if there's any lack of numbers there, it would only make sense to put Sturridge into the lineup and maybe alter the formation a little bit. Where has Coutinho been playing? Has he been playing on the wing, or has he been playing yeah, on like the in left. the usually on the left in the ten mm-hmm. position? Um, and Lalana has kind of been playing in the ten position. True. Uh, so yeah, you see, what I'm saying, does Coutinho mm-hmm. now move to the middle of the field where Lalana, if Lalana has to sit, does that change some things around? I think you're going to see. And or does does Moreno get a chance at defense and Milner actually move up to a midfield spot? I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can because with Rashford and Zlatan, you're going to need, you're going to have to be as solid as possible in the back. And uh, and I think you know James Milner. I've seen a couple of, of reports, not reports, but a couple of columns saying that he might be turning into the best left back in the Premier League this year. Uh, and so I think you try to stay as consistent as possible at the back. And, and in that regard, you know, Liverpool is a little bit more fortunate because the injuries aren't hitting right there at the moment. Uh, I say that knowing that obviously Klein is, is not 100% and Lovren might not be 100%. But uh, I think, be, especially because that's the case, I think you stick with Milner at left back and you go from there. Okay. Now would not be the time to play Moreno. You're, you have enough attacking presence in front of the back four. You don't need it coming from the back four. And Did that's you just all. say in front of the back four? <laughs> the back four. Uh, you don't need Moreno in there to provide anymore. You need you need a solid defense. You need someone a little bit more disciplined. That's as a good word Milner for it. That's a really good word to for it. To stay at home and know his role. That's exactly right. And to be smart about when to come forward. Yeah, sure. It'll be interesting. It is not the best time. You know, I, I think, you know... The way Jose Mourinho felt about the last international break playing Manchester City coming right out of it and how it was kind of unfortunate timing, it feels like this is going to be unfortunate timing for Liverpool playing Manchester United with these injuries coming off the break. 
don't know. It could be it could be one of those where United wins at Anfield and it will surprise people, but at the same time, we're we're talking about it, and I think you can easily see it coming. On the United front, no major injuries that I know of to talk about. Although a lot of stories coming out that Mata is going to be Mourinho's guy and playmaker moving forward. Hmm. What kind of fantasy relevance should we see from Juan Mata, Brian? I would expect that Juan Mata is going to be pretty good. I think so, too. I think is there so too. some sort of a, a breaking news uh, music that we can play there? We should. Juan Mata should be pretty good. <laughs> if, that's not da, 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 da. if that's not an endorsement, <laughs> I just don't even know what is. Uh, no, he's been he's been uh, he's been solid for them. You can't be mad if you somehow for some reason picked him up somewhere along the line. And if now you have him for seven less than seven and a half. Dollars seven point four. You're probably feeling okay. Other, I would, I would imagine. Uh, other guys in that range of seven point four. This is good. Lalana, Antonio, Walcott, and even Son. I just don't think that there's. He's only owned two and a half percent right now. I just don't know what would have made you own him before this. My guess is that after Leicester, there was there was an uptick. Sure. In ownership, yeah. but not a gigantic one, just because the minutes have been so inconsistent. Yeah. He, he was con- he after Manchester City, where he didn't play at all. Yeah, he plays twenty nine minutes against Watford, and then explodes against Leicester for thirteen points in eighty six minutes, and then probably people are like, "Hey, maybe it's time." And then he comes back and gives you sixty six minutes in the following week against Stoke. Right. The the disappointment for all fantasy owners who that, own Manchester United match. So dumb. Though. I have an answer for you. Yeah, I sure. Son, Walcott, Antonio, Lalana, all four of those names you mentioned in that same price. I have them all ahead of Mata. No, I I think I do too. Yeah, but I. But you're saying but you can it, buy all five and have a pretty decent midfield right now. But you're saying <laughs> in that in the event that is, yeah, that at a good value across good the board. Value. You're saying in the event that Mata. Is the playmaker actually takes on that role? You could be getting a a really good value player right now. If you're asking me, who is going to be serving Rashford and Ibrahimovic set pieces and you know corners uh, along with through balls through? If it's Juan Mata, he has value. Sure, and and if he's at the floor right now and his value is only going up. That's someone that has interest for me to add. Very good. So that is our walk through the uh, the matches. We'll get our quick Oh, I was going to say in. one more thing. Go ahead. Just that Antonio Valencia is one of those guys mm-hmm. traveling a ton. Antonio Valencia has owned a little over 12%. And so that's a, so. That's a decent so. that's a decent percentage ownership. He's one of those guys that's, that's traveling over 10,000 miles. He and Enter Valencia both. Uh, but Enter Valencia matters 0.0%. How is Enter Valencia traveling? I mean, is he traveling in the ambulance then the, where he faked the injury? Oh, or is he, man. Is he traveling in a so paddy good. wagon 
by the police. No, they revoked the warrant. They revoked the warrant. Talk about a weird that story. Was Why don't so you tell bizarre. the people at home what happened? He faked an injury, oh, okay. and then was f- then he tried to force his way off of the pitch and out of the stadium on an injury cart, and so he's starting to leave, and all this police start following after the cart because there was an arrest warrant out for him based on, I think it was a lack of child support payments I, or I don't, something. I don't remember the cause. Uh, it was something like that. And, uh, oh, it was so bizarre. It looked like something out of a old slapstick comedy. All Ridic- these, all these. Completely ridiculous. Overweight it's... police officers chasing this golf oh, cart yeah. out of the stadium. It was bizarre. Amazing. Well, we'll get our quick predictions in here in just a moment. But first, I need to tell you a few things about Swansea City. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Swansea City. They were founded in 1912 as Swansea Town. Okay. Uh, before they gained their city status, uh, which is why they're now known as Swansea City. Uh, funny thing, in 2001, they were heavy in debt. They needed a new uh, owner, but no one wanted to buy the club. Oh, boy. This sounds like the... <laughs> the provisional liquidator, Brian. <laughs> well, oh, is that guy going to show up? There's Boy. no... Uh, he could have. He almost did. Oh. Instead, <laughs> the club was sold to this entrepreneur named Tony Petty for one pound. One pound. Well, what, what an entrepreneur buying it for one pound. But he was such a terrible owner that the club's fans ousted him and bought the club away from him just a few years later. In 2005, they went into the Liberty Stadium. That's their new home stadium. They've been there now for 11 years. And they became the first Welsh club in 2011 to join the Premier League, to to be promoted to the Premier League. Uh, You might remember a couple years later, they were joined by Cardiff City for one year, maybe two? just one year. Uh, And so there were two Welsh clubs for a very brief time. But Swansea has, has stayed in the league for the last six years now, the first and as of right now only Welsh club in the Premier League. Uh, they have won a major trophy very recently. You might remember they won the Capital One Cup. This year we know it as the EFL Cup uh, back in 2013. That was the year when everyone was getting upset and they ended up winning the final against Bradford City from League Two. Bradford City had beaten Villa that year. They beat Liverpool a couple that others. Year. They they? Beat, I don't know who I they beat. I think they did. I don't remember. Interesting about this club, they are uh, almost 20% owned by the fans. There's something called the Supporters Trust that owns almost 20% of the club. Interestingly, the new American manager, Bob Bradley, when he was hired by the majority American owners last week, the Supporters Trust was not included in the discussion on that Interesting how that decision. Last year, all the talk about Swansea City was Gilfie Sigurdsson. Every week, he was scoring another spectacular goal. Ended up keeping them relegated. We learned this year that that was not Guidoline's job. That was that was Gilfie's doing. But now, because Guidoline has been fired as manager, Bob Bradley has taken over, and so it's very exciting to see what's going to happen. Uh, those American owners didn't uh, come on board until July of this year. Like, they have brand new American owners. Uh, the main rivals are Cardiff City. When they play, which is rare these days because Cardiff isn't anywhere near the Premier League anymore, uh, they call it the South Wales Derby. Of course. Ah, sure. So I have a limerick. It's not It's not a funny one, and it's not a dirty one. It's just pretty... Uh, pretty. It's more informative than anything else. I'll be in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> this might be the worst one I've ever read. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. The only Welsh club is in trouble, sadly. Gilfie's not repeating his form. Badly. The Swans need more points, which is why the club newly anoints the weathered, chiseled face of Bob Bradley. 
Oh, I see your relevance. That's good. Yeah, you hate Bob Bradley. Listen, I think he's a horrible manager. That's not completely true, but, you know, listen, he'll always be in Klinsman's shadow, but I hope for his sake he can cast a new light into his managerial debut into the Premier League. I just hope it's not very bright this weekend. All right. Well, speaking of, let's uh, let's get your predictions. Win. Who wins? Who loses? What's what's the result? Is it gonna? Who's gonna win? If you think there's a win, who's gonna lose? Or will it be a draw? Chelsea Leicester. Chelsea Leicester. I like uh, Chelsea winning two one. Diego Costa, everyone's villain, scoring again. Fantasy wise, also by the way, I still think he is a value at ten point one as he is the leader and cheaper than Aguero and Ibrahimovic. My prediction is that Diego Costa gets five yellow cards in this match and (laughs) is now banned for the rest of this uh, calendar year. (laughs) Sure, sure. I have a draw on this one. Wait, what do you have? What's your result? I think uh, I I don't know how not to say that Chelsea wins at home. I agree. I'm sorry. The only thing is, can can Riyad Mahrez and... And Slamani put together some magic. Just one moment of brilliance. That's why they're up one some Algerian magic, yeah. but they, I don't know how they're going yeah. to do that. Bournemouth hosting a hole. Up the cherries, 2 1. Yeah, that sounds right. I can go with that. Yeah, I agree too. Okay. Bournemouth win. Yeah, yeah, We're sure. universal on that. Yeah. Arsenal hosting Swansea. 2 0, Gunners. You wanted three. You're going with two in your yeah, actual got, prediction? I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> I think Alexis is going to be too tired to give it give it his all. You think Giroud starts? Maybe I don't know. Maybe, but no. the, I think I think there could be if Bob Bradley right, lights the right fire. There, this could be let's say two two. Oh, is that your? Are you going to draw? Yeah, I'm going to take a draw in this okay. one. I think I think Swansea are going to be impressive, and everyone's going to say Bradley is putting a stamp on the club in a rugged loss to Arsenal. Okay, sure, yeah. City hosting Everton. Yorente. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> For the last match. For the last match. Yeah. City Everton. Yeah. I got I got a draw, one one. Ooh. I think Everton are gonna win. No. Interesting. Yeah, of course. Okay. Let's make a bold prediction here. Hey, I hear you. Go bigger, go bigger, go home. I right? have an equally bold but opposite prediction. I'm thinking something like four two city. Oh wow. Okay, so we you are think all. You're gonna kick the. Crap we have out. a win loss and a draw in that game. I like that. I like that. All right. Stoke hosting Sunderland. Uh, I'd say Stoke gets back on track. I do too. I, I have two ones. Stoke, Stoke gets back on track this week. If ever a match was screaming out for nil nil, it's this one. No way. I'm going. I'm going. Draw. Arnautovic brace. Defoe goal. Three yeah. or four one Stoke. Okay, sure. Wow. Yeah, I say two one. Yeah, sure. That's. I'm going draw. All right. West Brom hosting Spurs. Spurs win. I got to draw one one. Huh. That is a classic West Brom score. I know. I do think it'll be hard, but I think this is a different Spurs team. And okay. They're, they're playing well. Palace West National break is weird, Oops. but Spurs win. Okay. Palace, West Ham, like you said. Dave? 3-1 Palace. Sorry, Brian. What do you got? Uh, I think it's going to be hard-fought West Ham loss. Yeah. Uh, plenty of goals. Yeah. 4-3. Draw. Wow. I've got a draw on this Okay. One. Middlesbrough, Watford. Dave. Watford, 2-1. Mm. 
Uh, Dini hat trick. Igalo scores in stoppage time at the end of the match. 4-1 Watford. Wow, okay. Scott, you going against the Watford win? I really want to pick draw on this one. Okay. But I will... No, I'm going to stay with it. No, no? draw. Draw. Okay, yep, all, draw. Right, all right. Southampton Burnley. How's the bus? Bus is broke down. Parking brake release. Southeast 3 nothing. Wow, that's a lot of goals to yeah. score against Burnley. Oh, yeah. You're predicting a ton of scoring this weekend. Not true. I got one ones in there. All right, all right. Uh, I think it'll be one, one or two nil, Southampton. Okay. I think it'll be a tough, tough Southampton win. Dave, Liverpool United. I got a two-two draw. That sounds safe, Brian. Yeah, that's a very safe pick. I I'm think gonna, it's. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna echo your your prediction. A two-two draw, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm that draw. feels like it could easily happen. Yeah. yeah. It does. You you agree, you go with the draw? Yeah, I just feel like there's I just feel like there's goals to be had. Yep. United's I not agree. nearly as tight defensively. Liverpool's tired. Yeah. But we'll see. Sure. All, All right. right. Quick buy sell, Dave. Buy sell. I am buying any Arsenal defender I can buy if I can afford it. Mm. And or um Spurs defenders. I love their upcoming schedules. And I am selling the baggies. Their upcoming schedule is brutal. And uh, I'll sell all my defender ba- baggies. I know we've often talked about having our token baggies. Mm-hmm. I'm selling the, the, the baggies defenders. I would buy, though, Chadley and or Rondon. Okay. I'll throw that little token in there real quick. Like I think even though the schedule's tough, they're going to be okay if you own sure. one of them going forward. You talked before we started recording, we were talking, and you were saying that with that brutal schedule, now's the time to cash in on the token That's baggies. right. That's exactly right. So if you've gained value on your baggies, now's the time to cash in. And what's interesting is they might fall a little bit in value after this stretch of matches, and you can pick them right back up again when the schedule gets a little easier. Very, very good point. Ryan. I think I'm buying, I think I'm going to buy officially Tottage. You're doing it. Yeah, I yeah. think it's I think it's time to buy. Okay, so who are you going to sell to make room for him? That's a good question. I may, I I I waver back and forth every single week on Raheem Sterling. I'm sure lots of people uh, want to feel that way about him, but he's been so good this year. Yeah, it's just a difficult. He's a difficult guy to ship out, but I I don't know. Mm. I just feel like mm. I just feel like until. City can get a consistent lineup without injuries. No. I don't feel bad parting ways with Sterling. Interesting. I am weak in the in the striker area of my squad. And so uh, I've I've got I feel great about my midfield. I feel decent about my defense, but I've got Christian Benteke and Defoe playing up front on a weekly basis and Shane Long sitting on my bench. I've just been waiting for the chance to be able to address my striker woes uh, to sell Shane Long. Because uh, obviously for weeks now, he's been someone we've said needs to be sold. If you look at who is available, he's at 6.1 bedillion pounds. And uh, if you look at, at guys who are in that general area, there are some options. Someone that I'm looking at, but maybe just for a short term. Like I have to, I would only recommend this for someone else if you're only looking for a short term buy. Uh, not someone that you'd want to keep uh, for, for the rest of the season, but Christian Stuani. I'm looking at Stuani going up against Watford. Watford gives up goals. Yeah, Stuani might be someone to score some this weekend. So, 
I haven't decided yet. I'm, I'm looking in that six pound range, and Stuani right now is my is my favorite. Listen, it could be a good weekend for Benteke and Defoe, your other strikers too. I, uh, yeah. I think Defoe gets a goal, and Benteke could get two. So yeah, uh, it, that wouldn't surprise me. Very good. We're here. We the made end. it. We made it, and guess what? We're just a few days away from a amazing Saturday morning here on the East Coast and afternoon in other places. Listen, don't forget to check your lineups early. Remember, they lock an hour beforehand. Um, find us on Twitter at Fantasy Soccer FC. Check out our website as we continue to update with columns and other fun assorted items at Fantasy Soccer, uh, excuse me, FantasySoccerFC.com. Well, for Scott, for Brian, this is David, and until next time.